Our new Patreon-exclusive series, Swick Talks the Mandalorian, is well underway. We're halfway through the series on Disney+, and we have our discussion episodes online exclusively for our Patreon supporters, and it has been a lot of fun doing this show, and even more fun talking about each episode with our supporters on Patreon after each episode posts. So if you want to learn how to get in on that fun and help support everything we do on this show and this network, visit patreon.com slash And to give you fair warning, at the very end of this show, we will be featuring a three-minute clip from our third episode of Swick Talks to Mandalorian. Now, we don't hold back on any spoilers on that show, so if you haven't seen the series yet, once you hear that end credit music play, make sure you shut down this episode so you don't accidentally hear any spoilers. So... With that, let me say one more time, if you want to learn more about that exclusive series and all the exclusive content on our Patreon campaign, please visit newsaz.com slash Patreon. To me, that spelling, D-E-N-I-S, should be Dennis. <laughs> I don't know why as that in, made me laugh. As in penis. Oh, that's why it made me laugh. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now, here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today, we are talking about the Ambin Phase Pulse Blaster. And every time I say that, I'm going to fuck it up. But you you just, said it perfectly. I know, but it's a like, Ambin Flay Flay Flash Blaster. <laughs> Flavin. <laughs> fluff, 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 fluff. Hey, lady! <laughs> Did. Forget, forget Ronald Reagan and whatever else. That's your best impression. <laughs> Jerry Lewis. <laughs> no, that's. I was just thinking this. Of all the Jerry Lewis like stuff, I don't even think I've seen, besides the telethon shit, I've never seen a Jerry Lewis movie. I'll be honest. You would I know there has to be something he's in. You've seen though. I would think. I've never, I'm gonna look like, I've never seen. What's the Robert De Niro one? That, that, King of the, Comedy. The King of Comedy. Yeah, I, I've never seen that. And the lesser known sequel, King Kong of Comedy. <laughs> hey, monkey! <laughs> <laughs> you do a good Jerry Lewis. <laughs> here's here's wait. Oh, hold on. I don't know. Never mind. I was going to have a conversation with Reagan and him talking, but that, that's stupid. <laughs> Haven't you seen Betsy's wedding? I think wasn't he he's someone's father in that. I I don't think I have. But we were. That's when we worked at the theater. It seems like we watched everything, no matter how good or bad it was. But I didn't this see is it. True. So I can't say that. This is true. I never seen London. Prof- I see. You know, I seen pieces or clips. Of course, yes, but, but never. Well, you, you know, yeah, you watch thing. those award shows, and every year they have a let's look at the comedies of the year, and there's always a shot of him as the nutty professor. Like that's the funniest fucking thing ever made. Do you guys, Dave? Do you know what that's from? Hey, lady, or what is that? Like, like specifically? No. Yeah, like, what, is it from a movie or something? Or I'm sure, I just, don't know. Just, I, okay, I'm not. I'm not the fucking president of the Jerry Lewis <laughs> fan club. <laughs> I wonder who is. That's Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Jerry. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I Actually, I take it back. And cars. I'm looking at. Watch. I'm looking at his IMDb page. No, I, I. I could see how you would have never seen anything in this. Apparently, he was. There was a video. The video of him in the. Eddie Murphy Nutty Professor as something, maybe the Nutty Professor, but that wasn't a film for it. Yeah, I actually, looking at this, you may not have seen him in anything. Yeah, I don't think huh. I've ever... I just knew that whenever I watched a telethon, school started the next fucking day. Yeah, I know, right? Ugh. Yep. That's how it was back in the day. I just kept waiting for the guy that would spin the plates on the sticks. All right, well, this Ambin Phase Pulse Blaster appears in the greatest thing ever made, the holiday special Star Wars style. That's not it. And something new. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute now. Mac at all defensive I for did. a second. <laughs> well, yeah, because once you see it in, in the new in this new show, it's like your jaw drops to the ground. Well, it's awesome. It's, oh, your it's jaw not ridiculous. <laughs> I went, hey, that's cool. 
You went, hey, lady! Yes, I did. Well, all right. These names, I think, are, are pretty good. They're pretty clever. I think I did a good job on these, Dave. <laughs> is, that okay. the na- is, that, is that the name? Is that you attacking us? I think I did yeah. a good job on these, Dave. I'm yeah. going to keep doing this bit, Matt. Was, Tim yeah. isn't here. Tim. <laughs> Tim. Tim is not here tonight. That's all about our head. Okay. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. Well, Jason Bog, I didn't see you by your head. <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback. Callback. My name is Crumbling Chris. Crumbling. Okay. Crumbling. And the walls come crumbling, <laughs> Chris. And the walls. <laughs> the walls. Today I'm joined with Moldering Matt. Okay. And this is the best one. And I always look at this word. I'm like, all right, Chris, say it right. <laughs> Photographed. <laughs> huh? Photographed or whatever the hell you said no. last episode. <laughs> Disintegrating Dave. Hey, you did it. Nice. Not bad. Best part of the show are these names. Sure. All right. Best Dave. part of the first five minutes of these shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Except for that case in Bog joke. So Never That mind. was good. That was good. Dave, tell us more about this fucking awesome weapon. All right. The Ambin Phase Pulse Blaster is a forked blaster with two prongs used mainly by Mandalorians. Um, so let's go back. We got to go. Oh, we got to go back. <laughs> we got to go back. <laughs> what are my and- kids an asshole or something? this all goes back to what chris said as it is first seen in the 1978 holiday special used by boba the friendly neighborhood bounty hunter (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't realize until doing the research about this that that cartoon segment has a name it's called the story of the faithful wookie i that's news to me that's how did that not come out in our exhaustive review of the holiday special 11 years ago? I don't know. Like, uh, that's something I've never heard, and we've really looked into this a lot. Yeah, a lot. Too much. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but with it, this Ambin Phase Pulse Blaster, Boba Fett saved a young Luke Skywalker from a Panna dragon on the moon Panna Prime in 1ABY. You got lucky. These are a lot easier words to follow than what I fucking just did. (laughs) (laughs) I looked up a panna dragon. There's nothing there other than that it's a pink dragon that likes to eat starships because it's eating Luke's ship. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, I guess it was. So so the the writers of of the backstory of the panna dragon, because it eats one ship the one damn time you see it, just assume that that's what it likes to do. Well, yeah. It's garbage. It eats ships. <laughs> so I Boba need no Fett's, further proof. I've seen one thing. <laughs> I've seen one thing, and that's all I've ever seen, and that's the way it is. <laughs> Boba Fett saves Luke Skywalker, and in that point, it is used for, I guess, medium-range, as a medium-range melee weapon. And for a very long time, that's all there was. Now... This rifle has taken on a whole new importance as one of the weapons of the Mandalorian. And I am doing this backstory having not seen one second of the Mandalorian. But I find this very interesting. Um, And you'll know way more about this than I do. But this is, and you're three episodes in at this point, right? As of this recording, yeah. It might be four or five by the time people hear this, but as of this recording, we're, we're actually. Uh, we are 23 minutes away from the fourth episode being posted. <laughs> so we better hurry is what you're saying. Uh, uh, clock Matt is ticking, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the idea that, that they've taken this thing that was kind of innocuous and is just a, a forked weapon. Why it was forked, who the hell knows? Um, and now given it a whole new life. Because these are, so far, its capabilities that we know. One of them is disintegration. It has a disintegration array with the ability to vaporize targets. Have you seen this in the show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. It says in the show that in the show it hits things with slugs, and these slugs 
will disintegrate the the target. Is that the way it goes? Yeah, he seems to have to load it per shot. Like there's not a clip on it, so he pulls pulls out a slug. I guess is a good word for it. It it, it looks like a silver size of a shotgun shell if you've ever seen one, but all metal. Very Star Warsy. But he seems to have to load it per shot. Okay, I like that. This one I found very interesting. It can also be used as a sonic detector that can listen to conversations. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yes, okay. it does. And this, how, I mean, how far away are we talking? Like, pretty far away, like, like or across the room kind of thing? No. I'd like say it was like about the street a, a or something. A city block, or half a city block yeah. away. Not a full city, okay. but half a city block in our terms. I mean, I don't know what you want to call it the distance in a Star Wars world, but that's what I would say right. that distance was. A useful tool for a bounty hunter. Um, and what's really nice about it, I don't, maybe we'll give a spoiler so, so I can not restrain myself so much. It's not as perfect as it sounds, which is kind of cool. It's not like, it's it's very, since it does so many things, it has its limitations in doing everything perfectly, which is kind of yeah. cool. Oh, okay. You got to okay. really listen. You got to really yeah. like, like tilt your ear <laughs> to like really hear what's going on. It's like on. I'd have to point it directly at your mouth to hear exactly what you're saying. Otherwise, I might not. I might just get the gist of bits and pieces. Yeah. All right. It reminds me of those commercials. <laughs> it, it was for people that I guess can't <laughs> afford real hearing aids. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly so what you're like, talking about. It's like a like a cheap kind of makeshift hearing aid. And one of the features that besides, you know, improved hearing, one of the features is like eavesdrop on conversations in restaurants. And it's like this old guy and the two people behind him are listening. And he's like, oh, listening to, <laughs> listening to their conversation about how they're going to have butt sex that night or something. <laughs> this is a, a thing that was like on a, a, is a like a look like a black, like a black pistol grip on with a clear like satellite dish. Mounted to the top of it, right? That thing, yes, that thing was awesome. I, I wish I bought one. I wonder if we could still get those. <laughs> I would laugh if the Mandalorian had one of those. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and the other thing, the fork in the front of it can be used uh, almost as a taser to shock enemies. I assume this happens a lot. Yeah, I'd say yes, so at this point. Okay, there may be more added. As yeah, oh, yeah. Said, I think know. one of them he uses it to actually eat a salad. Yep. <laughs> I, I and I I am I'm willing to bet cash money that in a future episode we're going to find out he's a hell of a singer and he strikes that thing against the wall to get the right tune. <laughs> it's a tuning fork, <laughs> and then he, he gets the right note, and then he starts singing. We celebrate the, whatever the hell song is. It says it'll be beautiful <laughs> instead of uh, what we got. Oh, <laughs> God rest her soul. One of the uh, uh, and and like there isn't a whole lot about this, but one of the reasons that I wanted to do this is to bring up the the not only show but shows that you guys are doing. There are two that you kind of have a, a a running gig with because of the Mandalorian on Disney Plus. One of them is your best of fives for each episode, which is on our news as news news feed uh, episode feed, and the other is a. I don't know, discussion of each episode, which is available to our Patreon supporters who donate as little as a dollar a month. Am I correct? Well, we're not really doing the best of five for every episode. We did it for the first one, and maybe we'll do it for the for like the last and then the overall season. But we, but you're right about the reviewing. I wouldn't even call it reviewing because we're not saying we're we're not reviewers. We've never been a review show. We just talk about the episode, much like we're talking about instead of talking about a single focused thing in the star wars galaxy we talk about that story and it's much like these episodes we 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 have some ideas sometimes we see stuff we didn't see before but mostly we make inappropriate jokes at the wrong time and crack each other up <laughs> that's what well, that's, we do that's what we do <laughs> what we do now i didn't realize also from doing this because i i think even before star wars uh were you a fan of john Favreau? i think chris you were right yeah oh yeah yeah what about you, Matt? Oh, I, I guess. I mean, I never disliked him in anything I saw. Um, he was just, he, he didn't bother me either way. I liked his, uh, at the most I really knew him was, uh, I don't even know the character's name, but he played in Iron Man. So, I mean, I, I happy, guess, I guess he gets, hope. yeah. So I guess that makes me a fan. I didn't, 
say I'm going to go see this because John Favreau is involved, but I mm-hmm. I've never disliked him in anything I've seen. Okay. I didn't I knew that he did the voice in uh, Solo, but I didn't realize that he had done as many voices in things as he has. So, Chris, you'll know this. He did a voice of a Mandalorian in the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. Um, the character in Solo was called Rio Durant. That's that little guy with the forearms, I think. Yeah. Oh, was it the 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 gunner? He's a pilot. Yeah, I think oh, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not his fault that I didn't like the character design. Really, he was too too. That was a little past a Star Warsy character and a fuzzy. That was bordering on Ewok toy design. <laughs> it looked like a Manchichi, a Manchichi. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Well, we might do an episode on that at some point, so I don't want to go into that. But he also did a voice in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Paz Vizla? Uh, I don't know if I got his name, but sure. I looked it up. It's uh, it's another Mandalorian, I guess, that uh, it has something to do with the armor being made out of, yes. this, out of this Beskar. Yeah. And I guess there's not an altercation, but... I guess this Paz Vizla gives the Mandalorian some shit. Yep, he he does, and he he voices him, but it's, it's a big bulkier. It's not the that ain't him. Another, yeah, yeah. There's another guy <laughs> in the costume, but Favreau is is the is the voice. He's just the voice. Okay, and I I often wonder because I was always a big fan of his because I love Vince Vaughn and the things that they did. Especially after Swingers. Swingers is kind of like, you don't need to watch Swingers a whole lot. But I'm talking about the things after Swingers, especially Made, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, I always loved John Favreau, and I thought he, he was a great writer. And then to, to find out that he's doing all this stuff with Star Wars, I always wondered why. And I found out why. That uh, he was at ILM doing some kind of post-production work on Iron Man, and he bumped into Dave Filoni. Mm. And from there, they cultivated a friendship, and he did this first voice in the Clone Wars, and I guess it's it's gone on and on from that. I, I assume he's about our age, right? Maybe a little older. Uh, let's see, yeah, a little older, so he, about five years older than me. Okay, so he grew up with Star Wars like yep. we did, and uh, I guess it, the general consensus is that he is a really good Star Wars geek. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I get, I get, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. When when someone who's already famous for having done something else gets involved with something they like, I, I kind of get a little, angry is not the right word, but I don't know how to describe Suspicious. it. Well, yeah, and I'm just kind of like, why, you know, yeah, don't, just, you had your success, let someone else have their success. And it's not even that I'm not doing it. I'm sure there's a bit of a jealousy that I'm not, but I will never get that chance. But it's like, you already have your success. You know, stop taking success away from other people. But man, I I turned on The Mandalorian expecting to never watch it again because I've just, I should say better, um, with no expectations. And goddamn, can Chris and I not stop talking about it every time we get together? Well, Matt, you—I I forget what you said exactly, but you said you said something of how much heart and passion you see John put into the show. There's heart and passion. The biggest thing I've said, I think, every episode now is how much. Um, what's the phrase I've been using now? I've used it so much I can't remember it. Um, <laughs> he has the utmost respect for the source material, utter and complete respect. That is it. Utter respect for the source material because he's creating things again, like this gun. He didn't invent something in his script to make this gun do something he wants it to do. He looked at what existed and said, what does this, and explained what the gun did. And to me, there's a difference. It's like someone has an idea, oh, I want this gun to shoot a silly string webs, you know? And then all of a sudden, you retcon a, a gas canister on it or a hose that goes into his armor or something, something that was never there before in order to make it work. He's doing the opposite, not only with this, but we talked about this with the Cantano episode, and there's been actually at least 10 other things that he's taken from the Star Wars world that didn't have an explanation, looked at it, decided how it would work, rather than coming up with an idea and stealing and taking something that exists in the Star Wars world and and, and shoving a round peg into a square hole. It's been great. I, I, I mean, I if, can't say enough about it, which I didn't expect to say. If episode four, Matt, has fucking silly strings shoot out of that gun. <laughs> right. But as long as I'm he didn't add anything you. to the gun. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's the sense I get from not watching, and I will watch, but just from hearing what you guys have to say and hearing what other people say. And I do feel that way, too. It's kind of like, I mean, even to stick it with Star Wars, the way Samuel L. Jackson I don't want to say wormed his way into Star Wars, but decided he <laughs> likes Star Wars and he wanted to be in it. And you're going to put me in Star Wars, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, and he did have, he had his success. And I, I don't hate him in the movies like Tim does. But I hear what you're saying. Like, you have your thing. So if you're going to do this thing, you better do it right. right yeah. And it sounds like that's the consensus with Favreau. Yeah. And and I think Matt said something like, you know, sooner or later, like there's all these, there's eight episodes. So you're like, sooner or later, it's going to like, like plateau. Like, you know, something's going to happen where it's like, well, that wasn't that. Not yet. Every episode, yeah. you're like, holy shit. Well, this the, is amazing. The first three are so good that even if the fourth isn't good, it's like, it. And now, I'm now at the point where it's like, that's okay. I mean... Yeah, but then if the fifth, sixth, and seventh, that's another story. But we're—I mean—that's putting the cart way before the horse. That's just how damn good the first three was. The fourth could be could be awful, and I'd be like, you know what? The three were so good. I, I might, I'm sure this is a fluke, and five's gonna pick right back up. So, and but I don't expect four to be bad. I'm just saying that's how good the first three have been. That the fourth can and, be bad, and it won't change my mind right up right away. And if Dave would hurry in nine minutes, it's fucking on. <laughs> 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 well, that is actually all I have. There isn't much about it, but it, I, it's one of these things where, like you said, there was nothing about it other than it was a it existed, and now there is something about it, and it will probably continue to be added to. And uh, I know that we're big fans of the Mandalorian Mercs. We are so Mandalorian much, Mercs. <laughs> we are honorary Mandalorian <laughs> yeah. Mercs. So. And I appreciate all the things that they do for charity and goodwill in general. And I, I, I know we were honored to receive that from Hondo mm-hmm. at our uh, last uh, celebration appearance. So I I assume that a lot of these men and women are going to be making these things. Well, oh, that's I'm the sure. only complaint I have about this fucking gun is that the next celebration everybody's going to be a cosplayer carrying that gun. <laughs> Everywhere you look, you're going to see it. What well, didn't people do that before? I know I've seen either in person or online, some guy did the whole, you know, armor, but even painted almost like in that pastel color to make himself look like I've a... Seen yes. that too, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's fantastic. I and love that. He, I assume he had the uh, the Ambin phase pulse blaster made and at his side. Every time you're saying Ambien, I think Ambien. I think you're saying Ambien, and I'm like, so what happens? <laughs> do, you, do you shoot the gun and then fall asleep and sleepwalk and eat weird shit every time you use it, or what? Uh, I'm thinking of the owner. That's of- Roseanne. That's what Roseanne is. Her contribution to Star Wars. <laughs> I'm thinking of the people who made Power Rangers. Isn't they Amblin or? Am I just the only Power Rangers fan out there? <laughs> you uh, are the only one. Uh, yeah. Am- Amblin, or I always think of Power Rangers. Thinking Amblin A- about ET. Am- no, I'm looking up right now. Power Rangers. <laughs> I only saw the fucking movie, so that's that's the reason I'm thinking of. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> well, I just uh, I think it's cool. I I wanted to get you guys talking about this a little bit and. Uh, analyze at least the little bit that there is about this because I know it's hot and it's on people's minds and um, I'm actually really looking forward to this too myself. So here so. comes well, the hate mail. Let's jump it on the bandwagon. We used to be <laughs> do our own thing. Now we're shills like everybody else. Well, Matt actually pointed out something in one of uh, one of our episodes. I think episode two was on, which I, you know, I, I don't know anything. And then he said, well, Chris, this explains why Vader says to Boba Fett, no disintegrations. Yeah. And I'm like, holy fuck. Because he did that in this TV show. Duh. It's, it made so much sense. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. I didn't put two and two together until Matt, Matt said what Vader says is to him. I'm like, it makes sense. <laughs> 
because he did it in this show, and Vader knew the show was going to be on Disney Plus. Well, or we want to reverse that. He <laughs> has he has the gun that we saw do that in the cartoon as Boba Fett, so he knows he has that weapon, or it's known he has that weapon. I should say. Mm-hmm. And he he fucking blows up people. <laughs> it's a great gun now. I love it. Well, that's all I got. Excellent. What the hell we Excellent. do for the next thirty minutes? <laughs> you got some feedback, man. I kind of do. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, that's what we do for the rest of the episodes. So, from our Quigon episode feedback, this is from Matt T. Wow, this is going way back. I don't remember what episode it is. Matt T says, "Just when I thought you guys couldn't top yourselves, you snuck in a Toll Booth Willie reference." Kudos. I don't remember what episode it was, but I remember you saying, I'm going to come out of this booth or whatever. Chris said, I'm coming out of the booth. (laughs) Uh, From Bill Wallace, he says, I love the show, but listening since episode one and love every minute of it. The witty witty banter between the host is hilarious, although I deeply disagree with one of the hosts. PB&J's making technique, but I'll let that slide because it's hate for everything new Star Wars is funny as hell and yelling at kids to get off his front lawn, like like yelling at kids to get off his front lawn. On a side note, suck it, Tim. Share some beer with the masses, Matt, and love you, Chris. Oh, Oh. come here. (laughs) He must have been talking about you guys with the sandwich. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. That's it. And uh, hating put, all the new Star Wars stuff, including the Mandalorian. I want to know, t- t- today's uh, Thanksgiving still, within four minutes, it's over. And then the Mandalorian's Day- on. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Mandalorian's on. For Thanksgiving dinner, okay, do you like gravy? Oh, boy. Do I like gravy? Yes. Yeah. Do you I put it on your going. turkey? Do I put it on turkey? I put it on the white meat. Yeah, I don't eat dark meat either. Do you put it on mashed potatoes? Uh, depends who made them. I don't know. Like, it depends on what they... I'm picky about my mashed potatoes. What's wrong with mashed potatoes? Nothing. What's what's the wrong way to make it? I don't know. Not too too lumpy or... I don't know. Looking lumpy. They need to be a certain consistency, I guess. I don't know. I hate Thanksgiving. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hate it. I hate Thanksgiving. It's a, Why racist, hate it? it's a racist bullshit holiday. I hate it. But ask me what you're going to ask me about the gravy. Well, no, I wasn't sure how you put it on your turkey. Like, oh, do you do you drip it on all the turkey or just like one, like just one big spot over all the turkey? You just whatever. I mean? Okay. But that, that leads to another. This oh, is an, this is another thing. This uh, tells you kind of person that you're dealing with. Okay. You get a basket of French fries. Oh, do you squeeze a big puddle on the side for dipping purposes or do you spray all over the fries, getting ketchup on the basket and Toto? I know the right answer. What's the what is your right answer? And I'll tell I'll tell you the right answer when you're done (laughs) dipping on the side. Matt, what do you do? It depends. If I'm on the go, if I'm on the move, if I'm at like a beer fest and I got the food truck and I have limited space within my hand and holding things under my arm, then I spray it all over because I don't have the the time nor the patience or the resources to stop and dip and move. It's it's go. It's grab and go. Otherwise, mm-hmm. if I'm sitting down enjoying my meal, I'll dip. Why do I feel like I just walked into a Seinfeld episode? <laughs> <laughs> all right, then you're both right. I, I don't know that I agree with the on-the-go stipulation i think i think in that case you just go sans ketchup <sighs> because what you you one of those fries that you're dousing with is going to be overwhelmed yeah. by the amount of ketchup it, that you can't eat it it also depends on the fry if the fry is well cooked and well seasoned no i don't need ketchup but if he pours it in there and there's clearly not a lick of salt on it it's barely got any brown to it. I was like, okay, I need if I'm going to eat this, I need it needs flavor. So then I douse it in ketchup. So keep throwing them, Dave. I'll keep giving you my caveats. It's all good. <laughs> what about this? Because I've been known to do this. Um, Whatever it is, I hate it. Fries we require salt. 
What about the the uh, position where you don't salt your fries, but you salt the ketchup? And every time you dip, then you are getting a perfect ratio of yeah. salt it and ketchup. Work. On Physics that doesn't fry. work that way, so that's Why? that's an impossibility. Because it's mm-hmm. on the surf, because of the surface tension of the ketchup, the salt will never sink into it. So by the time you Just break that surface tension, you only get the top salt layer. So mm-hmm. it, yeah, that's it's, there's never going to be a perfect amount of unless the unless you do it every time everything. you dip. You're right. You you were right. That's why you do it every time. That's stupid. You salt every time. Nope. No? No, you don't do that. Have right. you ever... I've done this. Have you ever, you know, like the ketchup bottle that you just squirt? Have you ever picked up a fry? And squirt it on each fucking fry yes, that you're eating? Yes, I do that with sweet barbecue sauce at Sunny's Barbecue. Because okay. their fries are huge and you can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not done that, but I guess if you're going to go to those lengths, that will work too. But that's uh, that's a fool's paradise right there, my friend. <laughs> I like Ooh, to treat time. it like a margarita. I put salt on the end of my thumb. I lick that, eat the fry, and then take a shot of ketchup. <laughs> that might Every be the fry? way. <laughs> Shit. That might be the way. That might actually work. Oh, my God. Ketchup bombs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I got a couple more feedbacks here. Where's This one's good. From Danny Collins. Says, yo, free shit, yay, free, 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 okay. Because <laughs> he got an episode? No, that was him realizing that there was like a 20-word a, a limit to get the episode or whatever it was, and he kept typing words in until it said it let him, until the uh, submit button lit up, I think. I love it. Yeah, me too. Good old Dan Collins. <laughs> okay, last but not least, for our feedback from Jonathan, he says, I've been listening... Since like episode five, yours is the only podcast I listen to on a regular basis now. I know that it's getting harder to think of new characters, but I say just do everything. Ships, planets, droids, books, anything and everything, because your podcast is just as much about the four of you talking about whatever, like ketchup and salt and fries, apparently, as it is about Mm -hmm. the subject of the podcast and uh, and any other thing that an occasional episode with one of you missing is all right, but Swick needs Matt. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we try. We try to do all four of us, but we've also just life gets <laughs> in the way. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, nah, I'll save the rest. And to round out our feedback, and to give another fair warning, although this this uh, I don't know if we gave any spoilers away from the Mandalorian because really. this is on Wikipedia, no. but. Um, first, let me welcome another new Patreon. His name is just goes by Dennis. So thank you, Dennis, for joining Patreon. And we haven't had a pretty decent upswing in our Patreon support since we started our Mandalorian series that Dave talked about in this. And to give you an idea of what we do on that show, there's a three minute clip from episode three at the end of this, right after the uh, entire credits and end music finishes. So if you haven't seen it, uh, it is. I will tell you. There's really. It's really impossible to pull a clip and not have spoilers in it. So this. There will be spoilers in it. So if you don't want to hear it when the credits start, make sure you turn it off and then save it for when you do see the series and then check it out and see if it's something you like and it's something we're doing on Patreon. And Chris had just brought up in that episode as well. He, he would like to, and I would as well when the other series start. Did you, did you see? I don't know if it's a rumor or another announcement going around about a Darth Maul series now. I did see that rumor, yes. And that's great, because that's that's your con buddy. Every time yeah. you go to a convention, you see Ray Park. He looks at me and he waves. Yeah. And I, I look, I'm like, are you waving at me? And right. I wave back at him. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to continue with the other series and do some other stuff on Patreon, because it's the least we could do for your support, because it is solely the thing that keeps our ridiculous amount of ten over a decade of content online. So, thank you, Dennis, and thank you, everybody else, for your for your support. Thank you, Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. Is it Dennis D-E-N-N-I-S or D-E-N-I-S, one N? Two Ns. Well, Dave, how is the right way to spell Dennis? Tell us. Well, I, I've often wondered that about... There There are men like Dennis Leary. Um, to me, that spelling, D-E-N-I-S, should be Dennis. <laughs> I don't know why as that in, made me laugh. As in penis. Oh, that's why it made me laugh. <laughs> or there was a hockey player, Denise Savard, 
I, I, I guess Denise I'll take. But uh, I don't know. I've always been confused by that when I see the D-E-N-I-S. And I probably have offended anyone that spells it that way. And I'm glad that our new Patreon supporter isn't one of them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm quickly scanning to see if there is one. That would be hilarious. (laughs) Thank you, Dennis. Whatever you do, don't call it. If you meet Dennis Leary, don't call him Dennis Leary. I think he would like that. (laughs) There is another Dennis with two N's. We will bring up later. So far, you're so good. You're good. You haven't offended... Anyone in particular? Well, I'm sure you have, but not that I can identify. No one by the name Dennis. Well, Dave, thank you for telling us all about this. Are we going to play trivia? Or are we just going to give a... I totally forgot. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about (laughs) trivia, Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We are doing uh, trivia this time, which has been created by uh, one of our listeners. This is listener-supported trivia, LST. And uh, even though Tim's not here, we are going to stampede ahead because fuck him. That's as right. Far as I'm we concerned. gave him an op- opportunity last episode. We gave him a break. And now it's his <laughs> two he skipped out on. So He's he's probably home watching The Irishman for the third time now. <laughs> the Irishman. It's three and a half hours long. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the way this goes is these are uh, Star Wars questions about Star Wars trivia written by one of our, our very fine listeners. And... Uh, there are multiple choice, but if we can get it without the multiple choice, we're going to get three points. If we need the multiple choice and still get it right, we will get one point. Either way, getting it right gets you uh, ready for a bonus question where you can answer that for two points or bet any of your existing points. And when it gets to be each person's turn, I'll go over that one more time if you need me to. Yeah, you will. Are- I totally forgot about everything you just said. Yes. <laughs> the, scores are, shit. the scores go like this. Chris, you have 12. 12. I have 29. Matt has 24. Aha. And Tim has five. <laughs> so really, <laughs> we didn't need to give him that break last week. <laughs> I didn't realize that. <coughs> I just laughed right. I just laughed right in Tim's digital face with that. Damn. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, Chris. Okay. You're up. All right. Here's your question. TIE Fighter, a name we all know well, was not actually called that by name until the line, quote, split up and get some of those TIE Fighters to follow you, end quote. Okay. Who says, who says that line? Say that again. The word TIE Fighter was never actually used in the movies until the line was said that went like this, quote, Split up and get some of those TIE fighters to follow. End quote. Jesus Christ. Who said that line? That's my answer. Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> <laughs> you just did, Dave. <laughs> it sounds... Who said that line in Star Wars? It's... Split up. Split up and get some of those TIE fighters to follow. It's, it's at it's during the old Death Star Trench thing. I I think Luke Luke Biggs Wedge Spock. Um, <laughs> one of those. It's what a guy from Orville. <laughs> um, Chuck at the gas station. Jesus Christ. I want to say. Oh, I want to say. I want to say Luke, Luke Skywalker. He's talking to either Biggs or Wedge, maybe. Final answer. <laughs> can I say yeah? And a question? Yeah. <laughs> you can say it if you want. Yeah. All right. Final answer. Skywalker. That is incorrect. Is the one that's a Biggs or Wedge? It's Lando. During the second, and during Return of the Jedi, so Tie Fighter was, wasn't mentioned at all in Star Wars or Empire. According to this question, no. Hmm. I feel like Tim. I feel like 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 that's wrong. <laughs> that has to be wrong. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's what Tim would say right now. I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, that's I, I'm not sure that's right. I don't remember anybody saying that ever. 
what did Han and Luke say when in the, when they they were being in chase with Tie Fighters? They were just shooting de- shooting them down, I guess. They didn't say what they were. They didn't say the names of the name of the ships. Mm. That's that's actually a pretty cool question, but damn. <laughs> but damn. But damn, I I did not know that. All right, that means you stay at twelve. Here's my question. I have not read it. I'm reading it for the first time. This character in the original trilogy was originally supposed to be a pig man, but the prosthetics required were not working right, so they left who as a human. There's an obvious answer, but it can't be that. This character in the original trilogy was originally supposed to be a pig man, but the prosthetics required were not working right. Original trilogy, pig man. Uh, it's got to be Porkins, right? That's and what I, I'm thinking. That's think, the only thing that comes to mind. Did I remember? We did the Porkins. That's one of our best episodes. It is. That was like, that was like seven years ago. God or something. It's more than that. I hate to break it. Is it? It's a long I'm, time ago in a galaxy far away. I'm gonna no say. No, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna take the multiple choice. So if I get it right, I only get one. Uh, right. Here's the multiple choice: A. Will Row Hood. B. Were. C. Jack Porkins. D. Lobot. It's got to be. It's got to be Porkins. I'm gonna go with Porkins for the one point. And it is Jack Porkins. Mm, I'm gonna pull Tim this time. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I'll tell you why. Because in when when we did that episode, which I just recently listened to, because I'm trying to get get my friend who claims to be a Star Wars fan and a podcast fan to listen to our Star Wars podcast, which he refused to do. I was listening to the Jack Porkins one when I was with him, and you had, or was it Tim? Tim hosted it. Tim had said who can solve the name Porkins and was worried there'd be a prosthetic involved with it, but ended up not being one. Mm. <laughs> I love the sound effects. Porkins <laughs> was eight and a half years ago, by the way. Eight and a half years ago. Jesus. I was a teenager then. All right. Well, I'm taking a point, and that means I get the bonus. And you here's are the taking bonus. it under protest. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Um, what race, possibly inspired by Jack's original idea character, are also pig-like and seen in Return of the Jedi? Oh, what race? I thought he was talking about a race race. Like like a competition. Like a pod he means, racing? He means what species. What species possibly inspired by Jack's original idea were also pig-like and saying, well, it's got to be the Gamorrean Guards. And I never bet. I forgot that part of it. You can bet 29 points. <laughs> it is Gamorrean Guard, and I'm just going to take another one point because I forgot the rules. All right. Matt, are you ready? It's your turn. Yes, I'm ready. One of the rumors for The Force Awakens was that Kylo Ren was in fact Luke Skywalker, who had fallen to the dark side. This isn't too crazy as what was one of the original endings for Return of the Jedi? I'm going to attempt to put two and two together and say that he'd fallen to the dark side. (laughs) Take your time answering this, man. (laughs) He has something very specific. He tripped and fell into the dark side. <laughs> he became the emperor. Or the new dark side leader of whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, I love your I love your little answers. I'm going to give it to you. My little without, answers. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> without the immutable choice. Because he has a very some very specific scenarios here. But apparently one of the original endings was that Luke was supposed to take off Vader's helmet and put it on his own head, com- proclaiming himself the new Vader. Okay. What? So you're going to get three points for that. All right. Which, to put you at 27. Now, you qualify for the bonus. Okay. How many do you want to bet or bet nothing and get two if you get it right? Oh. What? What's? But if I get if I get it wrong, I get two taken away. No. What's the what? The, who would bet? Oh, I can bet like how much can I bet up to? What I have or yes? Oh, that's why I was confused. Points. Okay, my bad, my bad. Okay, um, yeah, just give me the two. The, anyway, just the two, 
the the flat two. Okay. Kylo Ren. Ugh. Now, <laughs> Kylo Ren, now one of the iconic villains of a new era or generation, is a transformed man. What was his name originally before joining the dark side? Uh, Ben Solo, right? That's, I guess. Final answer? Sure. That is correct. Yeah, okay. For two more points. I know Solo calls him Ben, but do we ever actually hear he was actually, full name was Ben Solo, not Benjamin Eutyphus Solo or something? (laughs) (laughs) Typhus. Tim, are you ready? Ask him a question. Yes, Yes, I'll answer it for him. Uh, so here's the scores. Oh, I wanted to come up with a really terrible answer. <laughs> All right, you want a question? Yes. All right, Tim, Tim. Here's your question. Okay. The most famous and popular character spawned from the prequels, Jar Jar Binks, was played by what breakout motion capture star? Doug Jones. <laughs> Do you he want the multiple choice? Right <laughs> sure. Here's the multiple choice. Andy Circus, Ahmed Best, Brad Pitt, or Don Knotts? <laughs> Don Knotts, hands down. Oh, sorry, Tim. Oh, man. You uh, dumbass. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty that. sure it's Don Knotts. <laughs> I think it was Ralph Furley. I remember that. Just give me the bonus right. to make up for it. Okay, the bonus. <laughs> Although Ahmed Best is well known for playing Jar Jar. You mean Don Knotts? That's all right. <laughs> he was not Lucas's first choice. What music legend was supposed to play Jar Jar, but fearing his notoriety was too much, they recast and found Knotts. That would be this one? the man in black himself, Johnny Cash. <laughs> Ooh, so close. It was Waylon Jennings. <laughs> Who's the one Tim always references, and we always impress that he references it? Is it Wailing Jennings? <laughs> I don't know. It probably is, it? is actually. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the scores. Uh, I'm still in Lee with 31, followed by Matt with 29, then Chris with 12, Tim's still at 5. Well, they should be at 30, but that nuts. <laughs> well, now I can say it, Dave. Thank you for telling us about this awesome weapon. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. And I look forward to hearing everything you guys say, as I, too, am a Patreon supporter. You are. Do true. you listen without watching the show yet? I won't listen to the, I, okay. the, I the show you're yeah. doing. I, yeah, yeah. I don't care about spoilers. I usually go on and find out what happens in the movie online before I go see a movie, because I just don't care. Um, right. But I will... Um, I will wait and listen to or watch the show before I listen to you guys. Okay, cool. Very smart. Well, tune in next time we discuss Wom Lufpa? That's as close as I'm going to say it. Wom or Wham? Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information. All right, we are at the point of the show that I gave fair warning in the beginning, but in case you skipped over our usual Patreon plea, let me warn you again. We are about to play a three-minute clip from Episode 3 of Swick Talks to Mandalorian. 
and there will be spoilers in this. So if you haven't seen the series yet, or even the episode, it is about episode three of The Mandalorian, turn off this episode now. So one last reminder before we get to it, if you want to hear this entire series and all the exclusive content we've put out on our Patreon page, visit patreon.com slash newsaz. Now here we go. Let's do a countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. So then he he comes down to this OK Corral thing with uh, Apollo. <laughs> I almost said I I almost said OJ with okay. Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's instantly turned into a bad guy, so that's fair. Because now he went from a character I was happy to see to later in my notes as Holo Creed. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> That's very good. And it's almost like the opposite of, of Rocky. You know, he was the enemy, and then he became the friend. Yeah. Right, and this, yeah. he's a friend now. He's the enemy. Ah. See? Circle of life. I don't and know. Now, here's, here's probably the dumbest thing that the, the Apollo will ever do in this series. He, he surrounds, everyone surrounds the Mando and the baby and baby Yoda. And Apollo ends up talking to everybody. So what does he tell? He knows the Mando's reputation. He just saw what he could not only do to recover baby yoda but also take out this imperial compound so what does he tell him to do tells him to walk over to the speeder which is an object capable of movement and a getaway i'm like duh this is true the apollo that's his name now for until i call him (laughs) assholo (laughs) but wasn't one of the coolest moves with that fucking flip oh yeah oh yeah it was worth it (laughs) i take it it, any complaint i have back because it was worth it I don't know how he did land on the baby, yep. but it was cool as shit. And the speeder was doing a great job of a getaway until Apollo Creed shot him. And I actually wrote in my notes, fuck God, fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. Because I was like, just, I wanted him to get away. I was like, because now I'm thinking, now my stomach's starting to tighten a little bit. I'm like, oh, now it looks like they're going to get the baby again. And he's going to be That's in jail. Thing, We're going to have two episodes of him getting it back. I'm like, no, I just, I don't, I can't live through this baby being in danger anymore this season. You were like, 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 really, like, how's he going to get out of this one? Because yes. he's surrounded. <laughs> Seriously, he can't do his, his, he's sinking missiles and his yep. flamethrower. He, he can't, and he, he doesn't have a, have a backpack yet. No, nope. uh, no. Nope. Jetpack. Like, he's, he's fucked. Now, now here's something cool. Um, yeah. I mean, th- we had the firefight and he, he pulls out his, his rifle and he starts firing off a couple of disintegrations again. Which, goddamn, the effects on when those people explode and vanish. I'm like, wow. Okay. That's one thing. And I, do not argue with that. I agree with you 150%. I want you to go yeah. back and watch that and listen because I am almost positive. I'm 99.9999999998% sure that the sound of the disintegration is a reworked and overprocessed version of the Wilhelm scream. You know what? Here comes the gun. Yeah. You know what? I did hear it. Did you hear that? I am almost positive I they used. I do hear that. I, I am. I am positive they used the Wilhelm scream for the disintegration sound. Just more evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I did as soon as, as soon as you said that. I hear it. Yep. And I know Disney and Lucasfilm said they were going to retire it like two years ago, but I would put flat money down. That the that the uh, sound designer was a big fan too, and he played this for Favreau, and then told him what it was, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna use that." Yeah. 